This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find on the site completely free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their sites. We give it away. In fact, you get to control the content on the site. All you have to do is submit different things to it. So you find something online that you think is interesting. You submit it as show prep, as it's called on the website. And at that point, uh, it appears on the upcoming stories page on the site. You then can vote on different items. You can vote on uh, what other people have submitted. They can vote on your item and the most voted up. Make it to the front page in the top of the website. It could be a news post. It could be a blog. It could be a video. It could be something fun. Whatever it is you think our listeners would appreciate, uh, you can go to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. In fact, uh, there's a, this, the top story on the site tonight is out of Los Angeles where the L.A. Times is reporting. By the way, Derek J. joining me here. Uh, Michelle is inbound. She should be joining us here shortly. Hey. So Los Angeles, uh, according to the L.A. Times, at least five LAPD officers are under investigation in the death of a woman who Mm. stopped breathing during a struggle that included an officer stomping on her genital area, as well as the use of additional force by others to take her into custody. According to police officials, the altercation in front of her South L.A. apartment was captured by a patrol car's video camera. When asked by the Times about the incident, LAPD Commander Bob Green confirmed that one officer, while trying to get Alicia Thomas into the back of a patrol car, threatened to kick Thomas in the genitals if she did not comply. Whoa. And then followed through on the threat. Oh my goodness. This is... Okay, did they find a boot? Did, and the the dash cam reported that, like recorded the whole interaction. I have not watched the footage. Oh my gosh! Uh, but according to this, you know, according to the story, the cam did capture. So okay, this. cameras are not even a deterrent anymore uh, to you know for good behavior. This is just cops will do anything on camera, <laughs> just hurt an individual. It sure stop seems on like genitals. It. What kind of world is this? Well, we've yet to see if there's any punishment in store for this officer, but typically... Paid even, vacation. Yeah, typically That's be it. it's either a paid vacation or a promotion is usually wow. what's in store. Incredible. According to uh, LAPD Chief Thomas Beck, I take all in-custody death investigations very seriously. I'm confident we'll get to the truth no matter where that leads us. After officers force Thomas into the backseat of the police car, she's seen on the video breathing shallowly. And eventually stopped breathing. Oh, no. The incident came to light a day after Beck announced he was transferring a captain from his command after a separate videotaped incident in which officers were shown slamming a handcuffed woman to the ground. Because nothing's more threatening than a handcuffed lady. Beck said the video raised concerns and the department was investigating the officers. Thomas' case occurred in the early morning hours of July 22nd after she left her 3-year-old and 12-year-old children at the LAPD's Southeast Area Station, according to a department account released the following day. Green, who oversees the Southeast Area Station, confirmed that Thomas tried to surrender custody of the children to police because she was a drug addict and felt she could not care for them. Officers went in search of Thomas, finding her at her home at uh, South Broadway after questioning her briefly. The officers attempted to arrest her on suspicion of child endangerment. What? So, even though she's the one who tried to contact them to be like, hey, I I want my kid to be safe. 
So she calls the police to get him out there to help her kid get safe. And then the police, whose job it is to investigate and prosecute criminals, arrests her. You would think, right? Like, hey, if these cops are actually here to protect and serve, that they would do something that is, uh, you know, if somebody asks them for help, if somebody comes to them and uh, essentially releases custody of their child to them, that they would appreciate that. Wow, hey, thanks, lady, you're a drug addict. So, you know, we know drug addicts aren't really good at feeding their kids, clothing their kids, showering their kids, generally taking care of their kids. So, you know... We appreciate that you realized that you couldn't handle the responsibility of this child. We're going to make sure that your your child gets into the hands of somebody who does have the resources to uh, to care appropriately for them or at least do a better job than you do. But no, instead they go and look for to make an arrest. I mean, oh, she doesn't have a kid now? I guess we can just take her and put her in a cage. This is so crazy. I mean, it's beyond crazy. What kind of mentality uh, would a person have to have to drive up to a person's home, realize that there's a kid in need, and think that the most important thing you could do is arrest his mother? (laughs) Get serious. I, yeah. I I can't believe like how does one how's one supposed to react to information like this? Well, she, when there are real criminals out there and they're wearing badges. Well, here's how she reacted. She began actively resisting arrest, according to the police officers. Oh, and one of the officers took her to the ground with a leg sweep. The LAPD's official account said two others handcuffed Thomas's hands behind her back in an attempt to lead her to a patrol car while a supervising sergeant observed two more officers were summoned as Thomas continued to struggle. Green confirmed that Thomas was a large woman. A hobble restraint device, an adjustable strap, was tightened around Thomas's ankles to give the officers more control, and she was eventually placed in the back of the patrol car. The official account, however, made no mention of what Green confirmed was a female officer's questionable treatment of Thomas. That's interesting. Didn't realize the officer in question was uh, was a female. Wow. You don't really think that... Uh, I was he, thinking pro wrestler type. Yeah. I was thinking one of these macho guys yeah. who's like caveman-esque and, and wants to throw a woman around because he is able to do that without any kind of punishment. Typically, so, that's true. All right. So it's some lady, apparently. Wow. The department account said officers immediately notified paramedics. It's unclear whether officers attempted to resuscitate her. Yeah, right. And how much time passed before paramedics arrived? She died shortly after being transported <sighs> to the hospital. Is this is this how people are born? Do you think people are are actually they grow up this way and and it doesn't come from a lack of a nurturing environment. I, I mean, or is there some sort of brainwashing happening at these police departments? Every time I hear a story like this, it's the worst story I've ever heard. Every time. It's it, just, yeah, it gets worse It does worse. keep getting worse. So what is there, some brainwashing technique that the police departments are using to say, hey, forget everything you knew about morals and treat your fellow man like dirt and everything's going to be okay. We can just lock up the whole world. Good question. We did have a guy call in a few times um, over the years who said he was a police trainer. We actually ended up meeting him one year at the Liberty Forum here in New Hampshire, and I believe the guy. His claims, you know, he really had some expertise and some knowledge, and he had that look, you know, that the kind of cop look to him. Hmm. And uh, he was donuts or what? He was a police. No, he was very well fit. Okay, Um, he wasn't an actual cop. In fact, he was just a trainer for the police. Okay, and what he was saying was that. He was quitting the job because, in his opinion, the quality of the police recruits over the 15 or so years that he'd been doing police training, recruit training, 
he says the quality has declined drastically. People respond to incentives. What are their incentives? I would like to know. What what are these people driven by? And and why are they picking people who I would think should belong in, in prison? If I, if I believed in caging people, then, I mean, this is just not appropriate behavior. And I'm wondering where this mentality and these actions are coming from. Is it just a response to how shielded they are from, you know, the uh, letter of the law? Now, this guy also said that it was about 10%. About 10% of the people that, that came into the training class, he thought, were the right kind of people to be the police. said so that 90% of them were folks like what he described as badge heavies. Have you ever heard that term before? No, I don't know what that badge is. Badge heavy is somebody who, uh, like you might see in a uh, police television show, the guy that wants to uh, utilize the badge for the excuse oh, of yeah. pushing people around and hurting people. Right. Let's just point the gun at the suspect and see what he says. Yeah. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Tough guys. I just wish there could be more like entertainment arenas for these type of people like you know get into pro wrestling or something do do something else productive for for your community you know provide them with some sort of entertainment when when you want to hit each other don't go around bashing your neighbors and then killing them well you've got another story this one's thankfully not violent but it does involve the police uh, about a man in a candy bar 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line you can take control of the airwaves as well and bring up whatever's on your mind. one 855 It's Free Talk Live. Do you like action and adventure? Do you like suspense? Do you like being scared? Are you tired of the same old crap from your fantasy and horror authors? Then try something original. Give Matthew Bellotti's books a read. As a special promotion to introduce you to his work, all his ebooks will be free to download at mwb.freetalklive.com September 5th and 6th. All five of his books, free, no strings attached. It's Matthew Wayne Bellotti, the best fantasy horror author you've never heard of. mwb.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number tonight, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And the phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. If you need some collections done, the guys over at SACL can do it for you. And they will do it with respect. In a way that will likely keep your clients down the line once you finally get your money back. So uh, that's the best way to do it. And if you get in touch with SACL, they can help you out. You can find their banner over the right-hand side of our page, uh, our website. Freetalklive.com is where our banner column, you'll find it on the right-hand side, right there at the top. SACL C-A-I. They bring you that toll-free number, which is 855-453-1855-450-3733. So, Derek J., you had a police-related story. It's not just the... Uh, California police or the LAPD that's doing things that are outrageous? No, stories like this happen all over the place. And this is just another one that I would file under sign of the times. I am totally blown away. So uh, just to get into it, a Florida man who is homeless just was sentenced to 180 days for stealing a candy bar. A central Florida judge. And this story is uh, from the Associated Press. Half a year in jail. 
a Central Florida judge sentenced the 21-year-old homeless man mm. to the 180 days because he was already on probation for a theft charge. Um, but the worth of the candy that he stole was $2. Delvis Rodriguez Ramos, already on probation, pled guilty on Wednesday to taking a Twix and a Snickers bar <laughs> from a store in some Bodunk town in Florida called o- Ocala. Okay. <laughs> uh, an employee noticed the candy bar it's missing... near Gainesville, I think. Well, I'll tell you how Bodunk it is. An employee noticed a candy bar missing Saturday. Rodriguez... So that, that gives it away, that sentence there, because an employee noticed a candy bar missing. How... Like low That's traffic does your store have to be? Oh come on, I I don't know if they really count candy bars every day at the end of the day. I've worked retail know. before, but come, that's that's pretty ridiculous. So Rodriguez Ramos denied taking the candy, but returned to the store Monday and confessed. Oh, isn't that nice? An employee asked him to come back to the store Tuesday to talk about it. While Rodriguez, when they call after, then they call the police right after. That. Uh, you guessed uh-huh. it. Rodriguez Ramos showed up, and the employee called <gasps> the police. Oh my gosh, he's here. He's going to talk about his crime. Rodriguez Ramos said he had not eaten in a few days and was hungry. Uh, but Jeez. but it's no it's no excuse to steal. But this is pretty outrageous. I mean, the employee was asking why didn't he, you know, try and find some shelter or uh, you know try and find a job. But uh, they fined him $500 and uh, sentenced him to 180 days. So I think it's it's a weird... Wait, what was the fine again? $500. So, wow. like, all right, clearly... And he'd been convicted previously of some sort of theft. Yeah, some sort of theft. It doesn't get into what that was. But it's pretty obvious that this punishment doesn't fit the crime i think any no person kidding could agree to that at the very least what some people might say is that at least in jail you get three hots and a cot three, you get three meals and a place to sleep you know so uh, as a homeless person going into the winter i mean this might be a good move for him but I'm not happy living in a society where this happens to people. I no. I'm I have to wonder if I lived in a freer society where maybe the police would say, uh, what happened now? Uh, yeah, we're not coming down for that. Thanks. Thanks for the call. <laughs> that would be great because I, I don't think anyone would step in and say, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, there's a guy who stole from you. Well, I will take personal, re- personal responsibility for coming down there, wasting my gas, my right, time, they my energy. Gas. And then, yeah, exactly. And then cage him, feed him for 180 days, three meals, give him right. food, AC, heat, whatever. What? In what world does this make any sense? It's it's true that uh, homeless people have been known, uh, and it's a you know it makes sense. They've been known to go to jail to eat. Uh, it's you know somewhere to stay. Uh, it's better to eat jail food than to eat nothing. It really and doesn't seem like that is the case for this guy. No, though. I don't think that was his intent. I don't think that was his intention here. But who knows? Maybe it was. Uh, maybe he knew that, you know, I don't think Florida has one of those three strikes laws, but it's the case, it, you know, it's true that when you go in front of a judge, if you've got a criminal history, they tend to sentence you uh, more severely than if you don't. And maybe he knew that was going to happen and he figured, well, I'll just steal a candy bar. If I get caught, what's the worst that'll happen? I'll spend, you know, a month, two months, six months uh, in jail and uh, have some have some food. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Florida jails are the best place to stay. But again, you know, it probably beats sleeping under a bridge and starving. 
Well, people respond to incentives. I just want to know what were the incentives for the police officer to act in the way he did? Because police officers have discretion, right? They can say, they I'm not going to come down for that, or I'm not going to arrest you for this, or whatever. They, they can make up their minds about how involved they're going to get. So at first, I was really angry at the employee because I, I hate when people fly off the handle and like, oh, my car got scratched. So I'm calling the police. Or, right. The dude you know, came and turned himself in. Yeah. He, he, I mean, clearly a, he has a conscience. Right. right. He's not on a rampage. He's not hurting people. Right. Yeah. He was hungry. He's the, homeless. He the took right a thing to bar. do as the employee would be to, you know, bring the manager in, sit down and say, look, you know, you can't steal from us, but here, here's a broom. Go sweep up the, uh, you know, the back office or whatever the, you know, the stock room, uh, clean the parking lot, find something for him to do for an hour and, uh, and then call it a day. Right. I mean, I would if if I found out this happened in here in Keene where we're doing the show, I wouldn't shop at that store anymore. I mean, this is just right. not an appropriate way to handle a situation. I would much prefer but like what you said, know. people put him to work. Well, what are they supposed to do? They're I, trained to do this. They're trained to call brain. the police. It's it's just yeah, it's the same thing with with neighbors. I mean, if uh, if a neighbor is bothered by something that you're doing, most of them will call the zoning enforcers or the uh, the police and they'll complain rather than take the time to walk out their front door, walk across the street and then knock on your door and talk to you. And of course, they always claim when the cops show up, they always claim, well, the neighbors are afraid. They're scared. So they don't want to come talk to you. Well, I, I can't blame I can't blame these people for acting the way they're acting. I'm just trying to figure out. And please help me understand why did the police get involved in these sorts of situations? Is it because they're low risk? That's the only sort of thing I can imagine. Is like I know in Philadelphia. Good, good question, because they're not making money off of the homeless guy. Right. It's not like oh, I get a big bonus if I catch this criminal. You know, like I would think private eyes and things like that they get paid based on you know how big the reward would be for a, for a really yeah. vicious criminal but when the police get paid the same no matter what they're going to seek out the lowest level least dangerous criminals because that's those are the people uh with whom they would be most safe dealing i don't know maybe they think they can get the $500 out of this guy i it seems unlikely though you think you can squeeze blood from a stone i mean I, look it would make sense well, I used to work at Kmart, you know, talking about working retail. I used to work in the electronics department at Kmart in Florida. And most of the time, the people who were busted for uh, shoplifting were teenage, usually males, sometimes females. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, privileged white teenage males uh, were the ones that were getting busted, at least in the area of town in which this uh, this Kmart was. And, of course, you know, mom and dad would get called and they'd come in and the son would be crying and, you know, there'd be a big scene. And usually the cops weren't called. Usually they would just uh, bring the parents in and embarrass the kid, uh, essentially. And that was that was it. That's enough. Um, but you know, maybe the cops think they can get money out of this guy because they certainly could get it out of you know right privileged people. More coming up. Eight five five four fifty free. Your thoughts are well. Are you a liberty activist or enthusiast looking to meet others like you? Do you want to advance capitalism, peace, and freedom, but aren't sure how? I'm Amanda Mill, Executive Director of Liberty on the Rocks, encouraging supporters of a free society to host happy hour. Activism and education doesn't need to be boring, and you can find free market friends. So start a Liberty on the Rocks network near you and begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by BitInstant.com. We've been talking about Bitcoins. We're likely going to continue talking about Bitcoins, not only because uh, Mark and myself are big fans. Uh, Derek J., I don't Currency know. Currency of the future. I uh, love them. Do you have some Bitcoins? Oh, of course. Excellent. Yeah, I've had Bitcoins for months. Uh, that's a good thing. The longer you've had them, the better off because they just seem to keep going up uh, in value. Over $10 per Bitcoin is their current value as of uh, last time I looked. I think it was like 1050 or so. But uh, you can go to bitinstant.com to get some Bitcoins because when you get into the idea, you start from zero. When you find out about Bitcoin, you do the research that it takes to learn about what it is because you want to, you know, like any new product or service, you want to learn about it before you jump in. Uh, but do your research. You can learn about it over at weusecoins.org and, of course, a variety of other places online. Uh, weusecoins.org has a great little intro video that will kind of uh, break it down for you. Then you can get deta- as detailed as you want. Uh, but once you've decided you want some Bitcoins, BitInstant can help. You can go to BitInstant.com and you can use over 700,000 locations across the U.S., Russia, or Brazil. And I'm talking about Walmart, CVS, Bank of America, locations that are in every single town in America. You can go to these locations Deposit cash, and when you deposit the cash, it will turn into bitcoins. It is that simple, and that's been my experience. I've gone to CVS, I've gone to Walmart. I have yet to do the bank one. I want to try that at at some point, uh, but you know, bankers' hours just not as good as CVS and Walmart. So I've gone to uh, to those other locations, and it happens for me at the instant that the uh, the cash is deposited. So literally, bitinstant.com. Go ahead and get your Bitcoins there. That's bitinstant.com. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here uh, tonight. Disturbing story out of uh, Ocala, Florida, where a man, according to uh, Derek, uh, you're, you're telling us that a man was jailed for 180 days, fined $500. That's right. For stealing two candy bars? Was yeah, it, it was a Twix and a Snickers. I wonder, uh, had he stolen uh, just the Snickers, would he have gotten uh, 90 days in jail instead of 180? That's that's an interesting question. I don't think the quantity of his candy bars factored into it. I don't even shouldn't think the dollar it though, sh- shouldn't the uh, the quantity factor in as far as what you're stealing. I mean, there's a certain there's a certain point at which where you hit grand theft, right? So there's I don't know what that number is in Florida, but there's like misdemeanor theft and then grand theft, and obviously two candy bars versus one candy bar is not going to cross that particular line. Uh, but ultimately, the amount should matter. Like, the amount of what is stolen should be a factor in whatever the punishment is. And, of course, liberty-minded people tend to agree, and uh, you tell me if you disagree, that punishment should be restitution in that the person who's victimized, in this case the store management or the store owner, the person who's victimized should be restituted. They should be made whole. They should be given enough compensation to make it so they can replace the missing product and so that they can, you know, have some sort of compensation for the lost time and effort. Because obviously if the man had not stolen the candy bar, then the managers would have been able to deal with a spill on aisle 7. Or they would have been able to, you know, deal with some other matter. And so there was a, you know, a minor loss of productivity as well that should be factored in. There should also be a deterrent. So they might want to punish a little bit extra. Because, yeah. you know, not, not only did they lose their time and opportunity cost of doing other things, but they want to deter others from doing this in the future. Sure. So- and I think that... 
I, you know, I get where you're coming from. I tend to lean against the idea of punitive sort of uh, sentences as opposed to restitutive ones, but I get, I still get where where. Okay, but from. we're talking about two dollars worth of value here. I mean, given yeah. the minimum wage, that would be what fifteen minutes worth of labor for right. these people. I mean, that would be maybe sweeping the floor. Yeah. I mean. For what I'm talking about is like double the sentence and make him sweep and mop. You know, that's that's, that's the only kind of uh, punitive punishment I'm talking about here. But anyway, you're, you're you're talking about restituting. You're talking about the the punishment doesn't go to the state. It doesn't go to the court system. It goes to the victim. And exactly. That's the way it should be. That five hundred dollars that he was fined. I bet the store's not going to see a dime of that. Of course not. No. That's uh, That all goes to the state for legal fees. You know, the judge had to sit in his chair and put on his dress. So, you know, he needs that money to pay for the continued theft of his neighbors. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Ed is listening in California. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, Ed. hey just a quick thought. I mean, this poor guy, so he got jacked up for $2 worth of candy. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll throw in 100 bucks. I bet you there's a bunch of other listeners that will. If we can raise the money, will you guys track that down and pay the fine for that guy? Uh, no, I can't. We'll throw the money in there. I generally oppose the idea of paying uh, fines for to the government. Uh, I don't want to yeah, enrich their system. They're going to screw this guy. If he doesn't pay that 500 bucks, they are going to crucify him. He's going to jail for six months anyway. What else are they going to do for the $500? Oh, man, 10, 10% interest, 29% interest, as high as 30% interest. Well, I don't know how it works. I mean, in Florida versus California versus New Hampshire, New Hampshire tends to not be as bad as these other places as far as punishment is concerned. I know that here, if you don't pay a fine, you sit it off in jail. So, or in some cases, work it off. Like they'll put you in the kitchen or some other place like that. Uh, so, you know, do you know what the system is in Florida? Are is that a, a case where the the fine will continue to accrue forever? I I do not know exactly what the deal is in Florida, but I'm willing to throw. You know what? I'll throw in a hundred and two dollars, and somebody ought to walk in that store with two bucks and say, "Hey, you know what? You're willing to do this, you chump." Here's your two dollars and walk out. I mean, it's Do you know what like the system that, is yeah. in California? Is that the system where the fine continues to, uh, oh, to yeah. accumulate? Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, and especially out here with the DMV. Let's say that uh, somebody can't afford their license plates, right? That fine will double, triple, quadruple, and then it, even when it exceeds the value of the car, you will pay that fine because you are personally liable for that vehicle forever. And how do you feel I mean, about uh, boycotting the store or, or organizing some sort of uh, encouragement for folks to no longer do business with the uh, employees of that store? Oh, I, you know what? I think that's great. My problem is, you know, I'm like 3,000 miles away, so I was mm-hmm. trying to use you guys as a rally point. I know there's a bunch of other folks out there that are really good-hearted who would throw in 100 bucks. I mean, we would raise the money right away. And then in some way, shape, or Man, form, I wish I could raise could. that kind of money. I mean, we're trying to, to raise some money for uh, Derek J's Victimless Crime Sprees premiere, the real-life premiere that's going to be happening here in a couple weeks in Keene, New Hampshire, and I've raised $20 so far. So I'm glad that there oh, are so many on. people out there we're, who are willing to help out there. a homeless guy uh, who is actually a convicted thief. Now, uh, Michelle Seven is uh, just now walking in uh, to the studio. You had some business to take care of tonight. Hi, guys. Hey, now you're actually from California as I well. I am. So, is, I mean, is, is what Ed's saying here accurate that if you don't pay a fine in California, it just never, you don't, you can't just sit it off in jail. It just keeps accumulating, you know? I don't know if that's true. When I, 
I was given two fines while I was in California. Um, one I have never paid. So as far as I know, it could still be there. And then the other one, um, I did pay my children were really young and there was no, uh, there was no sitting in jail for mm-hmm. me, like for that thing. And it was a, for an unregistered, not having a registered vehicle as per normal. But, um, I do know though, that when you go to get your license, you know, renewed or, uh, register a vehicle that, um, that, they hunt you down and they and they uh, attach whatever debts you have to that, including things like child support or other debts. So hmm. California is allowing other debts that are not even state uh, fines to be attached to your driver's license and and uh, uh, vehicle renewal and stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, they wouldn't allow you. But so a lot of tickets are fix it tickets, though, too. Which is different. Well, yeah, the the fix-it tickets are different. I'm talking about, um, let's say, this actually happened to one of my friends. He got laid off, and, you know, his child support was not accruing because his child support was $1,300 a month, and he got, like, $1,305 a month um, during layoff. So he was sure that he paid his child support, but he couldn't afford his tax. So they basically denied him a driver's license. Impounded his vehicle. Nothing helps uh, paying the child support than uh, having no car, so you can't get to uh, your work. Ed, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin? Any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers, too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free. 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features we give to you. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and you'll be able to... Purchase pretty much whatever you want through Amazon. You go to shop.freetalklive.com. By the way, we had, I think, our biggest month thus far in June uh, on Amazon. Just got the numbers back from that today. So thank you to everybody who has taken the time to go to shop.freetalklive.com. You're going to do shopping online. You're probably going to get stuff at Amazon because they're huge and they've got great selection, great products, and free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items, even used items as well. So since you're going to do it anyway... You might as well go to shop.freetalklive.com because when you enter Amazon through the links that you'll find there, and I, and I mean Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, Amazon US, whichever one is right for you, uh, you're going to enter Amazon anyway. So you might as well do it through our link so Free Talk Live can get a portion of the purchase price. So once again, start your shopping experience at shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. And I haven't the slightest idea how this is uh, pronounced 
Butlicate in Indiana. I'm totally butchering this, I'm sure. How do you pronounce your name? It's butt leakage. Butt leakage. What? Okay, that's lovely. So, uh, what's on your mind tonight? I am. Um, oh, well, first off, welcome back, Derek J. Hey, thank you. Uh, I have a question for you. Um, I've been waiting a while to ask. Uh, it's kind of in the spirit of uh, super honesty, which is, like, I think the best attribute of Free Talk Live. So, uh, here goes. If you could have only one, who would you have sex with? Ian oh, or Mark? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mark. Only one. Mark? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, if, if I had to set, have sex with one or the other, I'd have sex with Ian. Ooh. Well, this isn't, this, uh, that wasn't a strike against Ian. It's just I've never seen him <laughs> put on a fireman's uniform. <laughs> and Mark does that all the time. So. Nice. Do you like a man in uniform? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> you know. How, how can I resist? So, uh, does that answer your question? Are you satisfied? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I, I thought you'd pick Mark. I have He's to. A... I have to get Mark a, a new utility belt. He wears a. He he wears one of these fanny pack things, and they're really <laughs> popular and cool now for the trendy hipster kids. Mm. But I don't think I'll be. Um, Doing anything with with Mark as long as he's wearing that. So there you go, there you go, man. Life. You got the uh, the whole truth there. And uh, thanks for the call cool. tonight. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That was just stupid. Yeah, what was that? Like gun to my head situation <laughs> or what? Yes. And the fact is that you know he he didn't even inquire as to why I might want to have sex with Ian as opposed to Mark or. What you know would interest you about Mark? He wasn't Mark? calling with a question for you. He was calling for a question for Derek. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, I didn't hear Derek. I just yeah. heard. I thought I heard him say you all. No, that was or specific for for Derek. Oh gosh! See, I just want to make everything about me, Derek. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right. You know, uh, I guess there's a time and a place for these questions, and it's free talk live right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is toll free number tonight one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. So uh, you can bring up anything you want, and that call is proof. <laughs> And you also don't have to use your real name, because I highly doubt his mom gave him that name. Butt leakage? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's gross. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, you know, Derek J., you had another yeah, I story. A, I have a story. It's another about... food-related story. Yeah. So, okay, this does piggyback off of the homeless man who stole two candy bars and was sentenced to 180 days in jail. Sure, there are a lot of people who are hungry out there. Why? Well, the BBC is reporting that the World Bank warned today that global food prices have leapt by 10% in the month of July, which I just find totally amazing. I, I don't know what the the regular figures are, but I know if I'm going to the grocery store on a regular basis, if I see a jump of 10% in anything, that's going to be a, a pretty big deal for me in, in just a month. Michelle was saying that uh, over the last decade, you've noticed a jump in at least by at least 30%. Prices, At least, right? yes. It's huge. That's a big yeah. deal. I mean, imagine if you're just scraping by, as a lot of people are. In, in, in commodities, now things like um, uh, contract work and things like that, um, contractors were getting a lot of, of work with uh, uh, remodels as well as new home starts and things, you know, back in the real estate you know, boom and building boom. And uh, they were charging like $80 an hour <laughs> you know, and now they're back down to 20. So there are some things, if you have cash, that you can take advantage of that and you can, you know, get some get some things at a 
at a less a cheaper price than you could 10, 15 years ago. But in terms of food and fuel and those things that are consumable items, oh yeah. Yeah, it's great that some people's labor is now <laughs> worth less, and so you can get some more of it for your for your dollar. But food and shelter, my goodness, these are staples of humanity. And, and for people to have to suffer through the price increases to Well, this shelter level, isn't going up, that's for sure. I mean, as far as at least buying a house is concerned. I don't know. My mom's mortgage payment back, um, let's see if I'm 40, well, 39 like years ago, was $150. Down. What? My mom's mortgage payment when I was when she bought the house that we lived in that she still lives in, and she bought it thirty nine years ago. Her mortgage payment was one hundred and fifty dollars. Now she only she raised three of us on nineteen thousand dollars a year, and people go nineteen thousand dollars a year that was nothing. Yeah. Yes, but her mortgage payment was one hundred and fifty. Right, you can barely feed yourself for nineteen thousand dollars a year right now. Yeah. So and and you know price prices of of things it's always interesting. To listen to have watch my kids talk to their grandma, who uh, my mom's seventy four, and um, you know, and they'll ask her that one time they asked her how much it costs to go to the movies, and she said, "Oh, well, you know, a, a man could, a young man could take a gal to the movies and get a couple burgers and cokes, maybe a popcorn, five and, bucks, no, fifty cents." For all of that? Yeah. All of that. And sometimes but you would wait, win plates and stuff. Wait, they it had gets, all kinds it of weird contests. better. And they were like, wow, 50 cents. Da, da, da. I said, yeah, yeah, but let's put this in context. Um, in Oregon. That you, was like $50. Yeah, but in Oregon, you don't, you can't pump your own gas. Mm-hmm. So that was a job that was really common for, for young high school yeah. guys to have is, you know, pumping gas and cleaning no windows and everything like yeah. that. Right. And you'd get a nickel or something like that as a tip or whatever. But um, I said, how many hours did this person have, you know, this young man have to work in order to make that 50 cents? She mm-hmm. said, well, he probably made like 25 cents an hour. Mm-hmm. So it cost, it, for two hours of work, he could take a gal on a date right. and get a meal. Wow, so you it's can't, five, six hours of work, right? Five or six days, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. The, no, the, there's, mean, a, there's a theater. Dinner for in, two in theater, you're looking at at least 50, well, 50 bucks. Really? I don't know. There's a new theater out in California. I kind of think in terms of everything is like California prices. Yeah. Um, the movie theater's 20, bu- 20 bucks a person. I guess 50 would be cheap in it at, at dinner. Yeah, you, you know, two of us. Well, I don't know. Wayne and I, other co-hosts that's on here from time to time, he mm-hmm. and I just got a bite to eat, and you're looking at it. It was fifty dollars plus tip, sixty bucks. Fifty ahead or fifty total? Total. So mm-hmm. plus tip, sixty dollars. Yeah. And, and you then know, movie tickets on top of that. So seventy five yeah. bucks. Let's say. Let's yeah. be conservative and say seventy five. So that would take, um, you know, that would take you what two days? Well, yeah. Of, thinking of, of a working? minimum wage laborer, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's going to take two days because you've As got the to taxes taken out, right? Right. So you know, of that eight. Whatever that you get an hour, you really only take home five or six per hour. Right. After the government gets its share. Well, and so. yeah, right. And this is, you know, part of what happens when the value of the dollar continues to drop as the the amount people are getting paid does not raise concomitantly with that. So you, as far as what your paycheck is, is always behind the ball, typically. Most of the average person is going to be behind the ball, which is why one of the re- one of the many reasons why quality of living continues to go down. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, the prices of food are going up because inflation is in play. Uh, you've got you know, the the government always printing out more money, adding more money to the money supply. Thereby, prices rise as a result of that because it's more money chasing the same amount of goods. So prices go up, but how often do people get raises? Not very often. 
So prices just go up whenever. Raises happen, you know, once a year at best for most folks. And when you do get that raise, it's 25 cents. It's nothing to write home about. Uh, and so, you know, you may be making, you know, $12 an hour now as opposed to $10 an hour, but that extra $2 isn't buying that much more, at a, if anything. Right. And when your gas tank, it costs $63 to fill it as opposed yep. to 26 I just put 64 bucks in the other day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, and these people who are getting raises, they're not getting 10% raises, and they're certainly not getting 25%, which is how much corn and wheat both rose in mm. July. I mean, just wow. for just, just for one, one month. month. Yeah. So you tell us what your uh, economic situation is. What is your experience with uh, your lifestyle? What have you had to cut back on? 855-453-1-855-450-3733. How have you been affected by uh, this economy? Is it really getting better as all the pundits in the media want you to believe and the politicians? Oh, the recession's over. You believe that? 1-855-453. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. We're launching into the second hour of the program here. 1-855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we uh, give to you. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can control the content of the website. So what you see on there when you're there on the main page, uh, those numbered items that go down the page, those numbers are votes. Votes by listeners just like you. And the articles, the items that you see there, maybe they're news articles, blog posts, YouTube videos, whatever, those were placed there by listeners like you. So all of that content created by the listener. And that's a little different from your typical talk show website where they tell you what's important, what they think's important. This is the reverse. You tell us what you think's important, and then we're more likely to talk about it. Uh, so you can submit whatever you want to the, the site. It gets voted on. You can cast votes up or down. Uh, and the most voted up make it from the upcoming stories page where everything appears to begin with. Uh, and then they get promoted to the front page if they get enough votes. So go to freetalklive.com to get interactive. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Derek J. All right, we're going to continue. <laughs> Derek J. It's great to have I'm Derek back. back. I, am as, I am as excited. Uh, and you're going to be here. Maybe you want to come back on Friday, this next Friday? I would love cool. to. Okay, great. Let's do it again. I Can't, like it. We shouldn't be hungover, though, next time. <laughs> Are you hungover still? Shh. Hey. Well, I was kind of drunk until noon still. <laughs> we had a good time last night. I heard y'all were up late last night. Yeah, you know. Or early this morning. Right. I, got, I got it into my head like at 4.30. Like, we should 
make some food. Party never stops. <laughs> Usually that helps with the whole hangover thing, right? No, no, but I was still drunk. And then right. it just like, and it was hot today. It was like, what, like 95 degrees or something? Yeah. You probably didn't even go outside in the <laughs> vampire. <laughs> I got up in the morning today, actually. Did uh, you really? Yeah, let's go to Sam. He's on the line in Utah. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, I was going to call about the inflation, but I wanted to say I just watched uh, Derek J's movie and you slice through Keen like a hammer, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Sam. You slice you, through Keen like, like a hammer? Is that what you said? Yeah. I've never heard that uh, expression yeah, no, no. before. <laughs> Sounded good, though. Are so you, you watched Derek J's King? Victimless Crime Spree, just to make sure our listeners know what movie you're talking about. It's a full uh, feature-length documentary film uh, that is available for free to anyone who would like to see it over at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. You can watch it on YouTube in HD. You can also download it via torrent if you're into the torrents and uh, get your uh, copy that way. So glad to hear that you enjoyed it, Sam. Yeah, uh, about this inflation, I think basically we can boil it down to the corn subsidies. Because uh, all our food eats corn, like cows eat corn, chickens, pigs, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the government subsidizes this corn to turn it into gas. So they're turning our food into gas with right. government subsidies. That does make it more expensive. Is that what you're saying, Sam? Yeah, that's why, you know, inflation, if they, well, you know, just the food, well, the dollar isn't worth anything either, but... Well, I don't think you can place the blame on uh, just the corn. I mean, if anything, as you're pointing out, it's subsidized. So, therefore, it's not at uh, being sold and, and bought at its actual market rate. Um, I think no, that- But there wouldn't be – that's so skewed because there wouldn't be uh, that much corn if it wasn't being subsidized. Farmers are being paid to not grow other things. That's true. And there isn't a market demand for that corn if Monsanto would <laughs> was removed from the equation and if and if um the government wasn't insisting that you know we have fuel efficient cars that can run on ethanol and et cetera et cetera so just that government involvement from from the inception created a, a false um uh well, yeah, and you've got demand. corn syrup as well, well, which is also essentially a product that exists because of uh, tariffs on sugar. Yep. Right? Well, you've also got another wrench in the works where the U.S. legislatures say that 40% of corn production uh, in the U.S. has to be given to ethanol. So it has to be used as a as a fuel source, right? Instead right. of for cars rather than human bodies. So today I bought some fuel injection cleaner for my motorcycle and some additives because the ethanol is so terrible on the engine. So now mm. it's created a, a you know a demand for um, these these additives as well. Isn't that nice? Well, br- broken windows create jobs. Yes, Michelle, that's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, further thoughts? Yeah, yeah, that's what. Basically, what I was saying, you know, is the government wouldn't subsidize and mandate that forty percent of our our corn go to gas and all this. I don't think there would be such an inflation on food because that's why, like, if you go to the store and try to buy beef or something, it's it's going higher because the feed is costing so much. Don't buy corn-fed beef. Buy don't buy corn-fed beef. Buy grass-fed beef. So, what's your prediction, Sam, for uh, next year's pork and beef prices? What are you thinking with the uh, with the drought we've had in in corn? Are they going to be able to feed these animals? Are they going to have enough? Well, if they quit using it for gas, maybe I don't know. But you know, the corn, you know, the the agriculture lobby is so heavy in Washington, and that's one of the major bills that goes through Congress is the farm bill. Every year, there's a you know they have to 
fork up the farm bill. I don't know about you. The corn lobby is happy. I think odds are pretty unlikely that anything like that's going to change. I heard you. Sam, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, So, again, your thoughts are welcome, your observations, experiences. You know, what have you seen in the grocery store? Uh, You know, one of the things that I think some people don't notice uh, about going to the grocery store is this tactic that the uh, food manufacturers utilize to try to hide inflation. And uh, it's like smaller portions, smaller portions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So try this next time you're at the grocery store. Try to find an eight ounce yogurt. (laughs) Try to find it. What? Mm. Yogurts used to all be eight ounces. They used to, except for like Yoplait. Yoplait was that, uh, But right. most yogurts, store brand, private label yogurts, lots of yogurts. Yeah, they used to be, to be those big containers. Cups. They were like, sure. yeah. That makes well, sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Now they're six. Mm. And I watched it happen mm. as uh, major manufacturers changed from eight to six. I noticed that the store brand that I bought was still eight. And uh, I wondered, well, you know, when's this going to change? And sure enough, they changed over to the six ounce uh, yogurt cup. Now the price stayed the same. So what they it's right. you know, it's it's a neat little trick they have where it's a, if it's a fifty cent cup of eight ounce you know it's fifty cents for eight ounces of yogurt then it becomes a six ounce cup that you know kind of looks like a so you have to look at the cup. price per ounce as opposed right. to the actual price to see whether or not there's been a, a change in- it, yes that, exactly and you just kind of have to be aware of the 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 size mm-hmm. of the container in the first place tip you off to even be aware of the change I would prefer that. There be smaller portion sizes, mm-hmm. and you know that you know suits me. But then I'm a pretty small person, so that would work out okay. Yeah, but what I don't want to see is I don't want to see a lesser quality of food. And right. that was one thing. There was a um, there that's was a, happening too. A restaurant, yeah, that the kids and I used to go to. That was you know it was like fast food, but it was healthier fast food. You know, and you went through a line and got like taco kind of things, and you'd say, okay, I want lettuce, I'd like tomato, you know, and you'd right. go down the line, and um. Well, we were in Alabama and Tennessee, we used that restaurant and and as prices, you know, skyrocketed back when gas went up to $5 a gallon three or four years ago um, and we saw pr- food prices shoot up, I kind of started watching and I would, I would ask the managers and store owners what they ha- were going to do as a, you know, a defensive measure against this so that they could maintain their profit margin. And I said, are you going to make smaller portions or less quality, you know, lesser quality, or are you going to raise your prices? And no one was going to raise prices. All of them were either going to buy cheaper. Yep. It would be suicide with all those people out of work. Yeah. I mean, the the business would go under if it raised prices. But it does, but it does end up, you know, um, uh, costing more. You know, I have huge grocery bills, but I don't have medical bills. Bills. They, they, it has <laughs> yeah. to cost more because you can only cut so far. Yeah. You can only cut. You can only cut the size of the product so far, and you can only cut the you know the cost as the quality of the product so far. But some things so, can change that are easier to change, like getting food that's local, so it doesn't have to travel as far. The price of gas doesn't factor mm-hmm. as much yes. into it. So I mean, the manufacturers food are able co-ops to cut and things like in, that. Yeah, in those sorts of ways. But then the government's the making that illegal to have you You're know right. sell your raw milk or whatever to your neighbor. And to be a part of a, a co-op and own part of They're the They're putting a squeeze on us. <laughs> the squeeze. You can take control of the airwaves here. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Whether it's your a grocery store observations or other, uh, you know, whatever else you want to share about the economy, 
or whatever happens to be on your mind. Still to come, the story that we promised you last night we never got to, the Marines being sent in to fight drug dealers apparently in Mexico. Michelle's going to tell us about it next. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that we give to you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com here with you tonight. It's Ian. Michelle. And Derek J. And are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? Manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. So some of their prices are so low that we can't even talk about them on the air. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL, like Free Talk Live, and get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Toll-free number again, 1-855-450-3733. We've been talking about the economy, but that's not all that's uh, in play as far as the news is concerned. Michelle, you had a story last night that uh, I was interested in hearing. We just uh, took too many calls, never got a chance to get to it because, oh, we'll take your calls first over the news. So go ahead with what you wanted to share. Well, Guatemalan uh, President Otto Perez Molina said that his country is not going to do what the United States says. Quote, we are doing what we have to do. In other words... Decriminalize drugs. <gasps> wow. Heroic. But Molina has also emphasized cracking down on the cartels and a mano dura or iron fist approach to crime. So he's kind of pandering to the Americans, the American government anyway, because the United States response to that, for although the decriminalization of the drugs would certainly affect our economy in a great deal because we wouldn't... <laughs> We wouldn't necessarily need all those Border Patrol people, etc. Decriminalizing drugs would also really help the economy in a lot of ways. I mean, if you decriminalize drugs, it takes it out of the black market and puts it into the legitimate market, meaning all the drug manufacturing, distribution chains, all of that business can go above board. And that means people would get hired for jobs that wouldn't pay $100 an hour like you could make as a drug dealer. Uh, It would pay regular rates for manufacturing and distribution. So all of that extra money that drug users are currently paying for their inflated prices of the drugs would be able to go into uh, buying other things. In theory, uh, they could Mm -hmm. maybe go to pay the rent or pay the power bill or pay you know the, the increasing grocery bill mm-hmm. uh, so decriminalizing drugs would be a huge boon to the economy huge well what uh, Guatemala ha- is allowing um, is for the United States government to send 200 Marines down who are going to be um, allowed and encouraged to confront the Zetas who are Zetas? Zetas, Z E T A S. They are the primary drug cartel in that era area. They um, are mostly in the northern region where there's a lot of uh, gun and drug trafficking. 
my gosh. So they're sending Marines after a gang? Yes. That's a little and bit although alarming. although they're 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 not supposed to um uh initiate uh force. <laughs> they're not supposed to shoot first. Uh, it says the Marines can't technically use their guns except in self-defense. However, what's going to be done is they're going to draw out an attack so that they can in turn. So they're baiting them. Yes, exactly. Whoa. Yes. That doesn't sit right with me. I don't know. It just seems like they're provoking the violence. I, I realize, you know, these Zetas people are, are a gang and, you know, they probably hurt innocent people. But gosh, is, is sending a, you know, a group of thugs around with guns the right thing to do is that the right response to you know fight violence with more violence right and this comes on the tale of um some uh a pregnant woman being shot and killed and another bystander by uh u.s i believe it was cia down there as part of the crackdown on drugs um they just there was a there was a, a you know a shootout and a chase and there were two undercover uh CIA agents who tried to run and then you know there was a shootout that ensued and so all the CIA agents and everything you know ended up being fine but there were two pedestrians or whatever one was a, a pregnant woman who were shot and killed so i don't get it if they're decriminalizing drugs why is it the military's there fighting the war on drugs? Wait, did you want something to be rational and logical? I just want to make sure I understood. I mean, sometimes I'm distracted by like technical things here running the board. Really? It sounded yes. like they they were sending the Marines down because the Zetas are a scary gang and they they hurt people, not because they're dealing drugs, right? I'm that was the impression I got that the Marines were there to, you know, root these people out it sounded like they were just sending them down to kill them the operation started earlier um this year in january and it's much larger than just the marine contingent involves the navy the coast guard and federal agents who are working with guatemalans to block drug shipment routes yes another exactly yes thank you everyone for paying for this because i think it's really valuable How many wars do we have going on now? I think it's eight. 500? I don't know about you. I'm not involved in any wars. Well, okay. So I said we, but I really meant how many wars... Tongue in cheek, Yeah, right? am I supposed to be paying for here? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Well, I guess it's finally become a war, right? Because one of the things I've said about the drug war is that the government guys better count their lucky stars that the Zetas and these other gangs aren't actually interested in having a war. They're mostly interested in selling drugs. If they were interested in having a war, then they'd have a real tough time on their hands. Because it's true that the, the drug gangs in uh, Mexico and you know some drug dealers in the U.S. are violent people. They will use intimidation and violence to get their way. They'll protect their territory with violence. There's no doubt violence is part and parcel of, especially at the higher levels, of the hard drug markets. That's all true, and that's because of the black market. It's because of prohibition. It's one of the consequences of it. But they're not at war. The, the Zetas aren't at war, and the other you know drug-dealing folks out there aren't at war. They might be fighting with each other over territory, but they're not at war with the U.S. government, and they're not at war with the Mexican government. Because if they really were at war, then they would be attacking their enemy. They would be actively taking out the police, actively taking out you know the, the, the state cops and the, the federal cops of Mexico. Well, they, and they did just the behead, you know— 40 people and leave their 
corpses in a well how many of those 40 people were uh innocent people as opposed to uh actual cops right they were um civilians actually right that's what i'm saying there's no war on the police so like the cops like to talk tough about how they're we're the war on drugs the war we're warriors yeah well if you were actually in a war you'd be losing because the drug dealers are more you know they're more effective with the money that's the reason why they're having to bring in the military into this picture because obviously the guatemalan uh cast of characters down there can't handle whatever conflict it is they have with these people so they're bringing in the u.s military because they're better funded but ultimately the drug dealers are making billions and billions of dollars so they are very well funded if you want to fight the drug dealers you will have a war on your hands and they might come out on top i mean what do you think? How do you think it's going to go? Like, you look at the U.S. military over in Afghanistan. Well, think about prohibition They're- and alcohol prohibition back in, you know, the 20s. It didn't, you know, certainly, you know, they ended up kind of, you know, uh, directing the guns toward police, but. Um, well, buy-offs are more effective, yes, and that's the exactly. way things tend to go in the drug war, is they buy out the uh, the governments and they buy out the police because it's more affordable to buy them off and have them look the other way than to get in an out-and-out firefight uh, with these guys. But if they do want a war, and it seems like that's what the U.S. military is doing here, they might just have one on their hands. Well, uh, I'd like to hear more about the okay, story great. here in moments. More coming up. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here, 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Do head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. News updates are available. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first. If you're on the news list, you can go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our emails. It's kind of the classic way to be kept in the loop. But also you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And if you do that, you'll also get updates during the show. And I have to admit, I've been dropping the ball. So I did hoot something uh, out to both uh, Twitter and Facebook a few moments ago. You hooted it? Yes, I hooted, which means going to both uh, simultaneously. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Simultaneously is called being hooted or hooting. Like he hooted. I have hooted. hooted. Uh, If I were hooting right now, it would be present tense. uh, So I have hooted. And uh, so we're doing more of that now. We're doing more of that than uh, than ever. And you can go to news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Well, you see, Hootsuite is the website that we use. And the, oh. It's an owl is their character that they use. <laughs> so great. it's hooting. All right. So we're talking about the war on drugs, and we're going to continue that conversation here in a moment. But I want to remind you that uh, mailtojail.com is making it possible to donate directly to your favorite political prisoners using bitcoins. Now, right now, Ademo is the only one on their list. Thank goodness. You know, there aren't more people than Ademo uh, in our little movement uh, that are currently festering in, uh, in a jail cell. 
but he is there, and he's probably going to be there for another month and a half if uh, if all everything pans out as uh, as it's expected. Which means he's got plenty of time to read your letters. And uh, we were just talking during one of the breaks about how he really would like to get uh, mail from people. So if you would like to mail a demo to write him uh, through the mail without having to actually go through the hassle of finding an envelope, addressing it, putting a stamp on. You know, going through that whole drop-in stuff in the mail process. Mailtojail.com cuts out all those steps for you. All you have to do is write the write the letter. That's all you have to do on their website at mailtojail.com. You write the letter, you submit it, and then mail to jail. And their uh, wonderful crew of whoever it is that they've got doing those things uh, will take care of the, the hard work for you. So if you feel like sending money to a demo, they'll accept donations for them. You can also, of course, use your bitcoins to send donations directly to mail to jail because, you know, it doesn't. It's not free to send things in the mail, and they do have overhead costs like printing costs and envelopes and things like that. I sent them two Bitcoins the other day, which at uh, the current rate of Bitcoins is uh, just over $20. So just to help them cover some of those costs, you can do that too over at mailtojail.com. And that message is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com, great supporters of Bitcoin over at Memory Dealers. If you need optical transceivers for your networking equipment and you want to support Liberty at the same time, get them from MemoryDealers.com. Of course, Memory Dealers also accepts Bitcoin as payment as well. So, uh, back to the story about Guatemala, Michelle. You're telling us... Yes, I misspoke, actually, in that last segment. Mm. I I, um, said that it was uh, Guatemala where the... um, uh, where the shooting had taken place. It was actually Honduras. So on the night of mm. May 11th, Honduran troops, along with Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, uh, agents allegedly killed two civilians. I don't know why they say allegedly. They did kill two civilians, possibly four, according to a local accounts, including a pregnant woman. According to a local rele- a report released this month by the Center for Economic Policy and Research, Honduran troops and U.S. agents seized a boat on a river containing cocaine near the mm. town of Awas. When another boat containing civilians rammed into the first boat in the darkness. Oh, no. DEA On accident, agents, presumably. Exactly. <laughs> Wait until you get the kicker, though. DEA agents and Honduran troops circling in a helicopter then fired on the second boat. Oh. The U.S. has denied that any of its agents took part. Now, how can the U.S. deny that? Because the DEA isn't a military organization and that the, that the shooting was a... Um, because it, they're, how do I, how do I explain this? The argument is that the United States government military was not involved and therefore the United States government wasn't involved, even though the DEA is a government agency. It's not a military organization. Yeah. They're the so government. They closed. That's, there's no question. To, I know. What, I mean, just the doing? way they invent and reinvent the definitions of words to the point where you cannot possibly get through an article or a a mainstream news, you know, uh, cast of anything, and have any sort of clear understanding of what actually happened. Not only are all of their words double speak, Michelle, it, their actions are just totally beyond the pale for me. It's totally amazing. What are they doing sitting on this boat in the dark, just taking uppers and steroids? I mean, they're so trigger happy. Well, I, I can't imagine. So a boat bumps into them, and then they start if you're freaking in the Marines, out. If you're in the Marines, you you join the Marines. In order, because you're to, already trigger happy. Am I allowed to say what? the S H word? No. Okay. 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 No. Okay. Because I was gonna. You. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I know that there's some words I can say yeah. and some that I can't. Okay. So every person who I've ever known that's been a Marine has said the same thing. You join the Marines to shoot people and blow blank up stuff. Yeah. Yes, stuff up. 
that that is that that's why you join the Marines. You you would join the Army if you wanted to go take people water after a hurricane or a <laughs> or something, you know. Well, plus, but, military members are no stranger to drug use. I mean, drug use has been a problem with the military for a long time. You know, go back to Vietnam War and beyond that. They're being uh, given nasal nano um, drugs now. What? So that yes, it's actually like basically tryptophan, but whatever. I mean, it's a drug. Uh, and the way they're being, it's being used, and that is to cause them to not have. A desire to commit suicide. Oh my gosh! Well, I hope it works. These poor people. <laughs> I mean, more more troops are dying by suicide than in battle right now. And more that's have been died the case. by suicide. That's correct. You yeah. mean over in Afghanistan and Iraq? More troops and vets have committed suicide and have died as a result of that than have died since I believe in Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Oh, since Desert Storm. I believe even. so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, suicide is is a real problem in the military right now, and and who can blame these people? I mean, they're stuck in this situation. They were lied to about what they were going to be doing over there. I'm sure they're fed psychotropic drugs, you know, like Jacob's Ladder. I don't know if you ever saw that movie back in the day. That's a freaky movie. I I haven't seen it as an adult, but I remember watching it as a teenager, and it was freaky. Yeah. Well, I don't don't think it's any secret that the U.S. government experiments on, you know, what they consider to be their property. How much anthrax can you handle? Or like when they take them at boot camp and they they gas them? How could this be attractive to anyone? How many lies do you have to be fed to think that this is the right thing to do with your life? You really have to believe the line that you're fighting for freedom. I mean, you've got to believe that thing hook, line, and sinker. Otherwise, you'll do what uh, James did, who's a new mover to Keene. He quit. What? Yeah. He quit the military? He did. I thought you couldn't do He's a that. hero. That, that's, that is heroic, and he probably spared his own life in, yeah. in the process. But So what, I thought you weren't allowed to say no. That's like, what I thought, but it's not true, I guess. So wow. he's not AWOL? No, he quit. Hey, he all, all you people committing suicide, there's another way out. You got to talk. Of course, to this we guy. know Dale, who's uh, formerly on this show, now the host of Flaming Freedom. That's right. uh, he also left the military, although he didn't exactly quit he kind of got gate out <laughs> military which is yeah another we way don't out. we don't get that out anymore <laughs> right though. that was what i was always hoping for for a draft you know hey sorry yep <laughs> but yeah no i i can't imagine anyone would still sign up and yet we're on an all-volunteer army to give to them go time into they'll projects. change they'll change that okay but look at what they're doing hey do you want to go into guatemala and honduras and bust up some some gangs I mean, yeah the because they're, they're believers people? They're believers. They think drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. And drugs are bad for you. And drugs cause people. It's causing the uh, United States students to have such low test scores. It's causing divorce. It's causing whatever. And who's behind that? The Christian right. So let me get this straight. You you can't get an abortion if you're raped, according to (laughs) this new guy running for, you know, that's once again running for senator or whatever. Um because your body actually, if you really didn't want to be raped, then your body would have released a chemical that would well, have like wait, what? prevented. Oh, you didn't hear about this? <laughs> that, that would have prevented you from getting pregnant. But so you can't get an abortion. But uh-huh. your tax dollars, <laughs> little Mister and Miss, you know, goody two shoes Christian out there, just were used to kill a pregnant woman in Honduras. How do you feel about that? She wanted to keep her baby. 
toll-free number tonight, 855-450-3733. Well, in those people's minds, Michelle, people that don't live in the U.S. aren't real human beings. And they're brown. She probably deserved it. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control here. Your thoughts on the war on drugs, being in the military, or whatever's on your mind. You can take control. It is Free Talk Live. of that same old government-free baklava from Mandrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. We uh, give it all away. And if you like the show and you like the fact that the website features are free, then you are invited to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do it for 3 bucks a month. And what happens with that $3? It gets tossed in together with other people's $3, and then it's invested into Free Talk Live so we can get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board with the program, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you and you like Free Talk Live, it's a great way to support the show. It's really important. It makes a big difference for Free Talk Live. When you go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up, we also give you perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only podcast, the forum, and more, uh, the special amp forum. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun, Daryl's in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Daryl. Yeah, so you're talking about why people join the military. Well, I joined the Navy. And the reason why I joined the Navy was that they were going to teach me a trade that I could get. And plus, I was going to you know, go to college, which I did too. And they told me on this nuclear power program, which was very difficult, and which is I ended up failing out, thankfully. And But I was an electrician by trade, so my job wasn't to go out and kill people. My job was to go out and fix them. Well, certainly fixing things is better than uh, than killing them. I totally understand that. Did you get to use your skills yeah. later, Daryl? The skills that you picked up in the Navy, were they useful to you? Um, they they have been. Um, the skills I have have been useful in certain things. But um, is, is that the job that you ended up doing? I was able to get a job with those skills once I got out. And then um, also I can use my skills around the house. Um, in addition to that, I got a little bit slightly stuck. One of the things that I'm most proud of the things that I did do in the Navy was on my last ship that our ship was actually able to rescue two stranded uh, sailboats on a on a one on an underway one time. Hmm. So a lot of people don't have that, that experience, way. though. They are told something about you know what things are going to be like in the military, and then they find out they were lied to, or they find out that the things that they learned are not applicable in the real working world, and that basically they blew you know four years of their life. And then there's also the fact that they could have possibly perished or and or the things that they did do helped assist the uh, the killing of innocent people. So uh, to me, it doesn't seem worth it. You can get uh, experience on the job in whatever industry you want to work in, and you don't need to go to the military to do that. Yeah, the funny 
part is once I retired, I wasn't able, I really didn't keep that job, and I'm now working the IT field instead of being an electrician. Mm. So, I mean, so well, you did I'll go. Say I did 20 years, and I hated most of it. So. Okay, so let me ask you something, because we haven't really touched on it yet. Do you think it was moral that the government offers to train you in exchange for your service at the expense of the tax do- uh, the taxpayer, whether the taxpayer wants to pay for that or not? Um, at one time, I would have said yes, and today I'm questioning whether that's good or not, mm-hmm. because I, I I have signed up for the Free State Project. I am a libertarian. Excellent. And the more I look at it, more like, you know, why should people be forced at a point of gun to pay for stuff that they don't want to pay for? And so I do have a... It's one thing where I'm, I can I, somebody can take advantage of. The other thing is like, well, people are being forced to pay for stuff they don't want to pay. But, yeah, I know. mean, I think it's great, Daryl, that you got all this wonderful training that you've found useful in your life. If I want to get training, I have to go to a school and I have to pay for it. You know, I don't. I don't you know, people don't all get the opportunity to have that paid for. But the military is one of those places where they say, "Oh yeah, here's all this great training, and you don't have to fit the foot the bill." So I, I find that offensive. It sounds like that's what you're saying uh, is your new impression. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, one thing is a lot of people don't realize that in the military, in the Navy, there's a lot of hard work on a ship. Like I was on um, one carrier and three small ships, and I worked harder as an E6 on a small ship than I did as an E5 on a carrier. And I will tell you, we're working on sometimes 18, 20-hour days. That's really wash standing and doing um, wash standing, also uh, doing uh, repairs and maintenance. To me, Washington was sitting in front of a uh, front of a console watching an electric generator. Watching an electric generator, boy, that sounds uh, well, really gripping. Yeah, well, that's the same thing that guys do at power plants. You sit there and you watch watch the gauges. Gotcha. Sometimes you have to um, have to bring uh, bring power plants online, shut them down. That's what I do. As a, that's what I do as a mom at this point. People are like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "I just sit around." And make sure the house doesn't get burned down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I, I do. I do actually think that there is a, a valuable uh, service that is required that you know some might consider just babysitting. However, um, I just happen to like it when those jobs are fulfilled and offered in the private sector did, did, and you know don't involve coercion. Daryl, did you ever hear about the spendex uh, in the in the navy? Do they have those in the navy? Say that again. A spendex. I don't recall that. That's something I heard about from Silver Dave. He's somebody who was in the uh, the Marines uh, previously, and I guess like special, or excuse me, special forces. I think that's the army, army. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they had this thing they called the Spendex, where it would be the end of the year. They would be oh, ready. to Oh, I know submit. what you're talking about. Yeah, we didn't call it that. It's at the end of the year. If they haven't used all the money for that particular department, they divvy it out to the different dep- different commands. And they go and try to spend all that money. Yep. Heck, that happened every year. What I did is I went and got the tools and the parts I needed so I can keep 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 my electrical systems up around the ship. Right, and in his case, with the special forces, apparently they would have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of rounds of ammunition that they would have to essentially expend in order to uh, get more or the same amount next year. So basically, they would just blast through thousands of rounds of ammunition on a firing range with a bunch of guns, and he described it. It was an amazing interview uh, that I I heard uh, him and Bo Bo Davis doing a, a few weeks ago. Where essentially, you know, they were firing ra- rounds through machine guns at such a, a fast clip that 
I don't know if you've ever fired a uh, machine gun before, gets uh, gets pretty hot pretty fast. And, you know, you can't even touch the gun at a certain point. So they'd have to actually change out the guns. So they were just running through clip after clip after clip after clip of uh, of bullets and just firing them into down the range so they could order a bunch more the, ne- the next year, have the same size budget. Where else but in the government is such waste rewarded Nowhere. with more money? Nowhere. In fact, I remember years ago we had a guy, before I knew that it was called a spendex in the, uh, the Army, we had a guy from the Navy call and say they just shoved tools off the side of the, uh, the boat so they could get new no. tools the next year. They hate us for our freedom, people. Yeah. Now that's just a waste to get rid of good tools. Yeah, but they had to because they wanted to uh, keep their budgets. What business? They would- do that with food, though, and they did it with the, the cars for clunkers and all kinds of stuff. The idea is, you know, back to the whole broken window theory, you know, that we've got to destroy something so that we can create more jobs. Daryl, well, thanks for... One go- thing is they're doing with the military. Thanks, and way is thankfully they're doing this. They're making them prove that they need the money now because we have to show our man hours to get the people on board the ships, not just say we need this. We have to show it. And that's one thing I was good at. I doubt that's improved very much, though. I mean, they they still have the same incentives to uh, to pad their budgets and and uh, make sure they get as much or next uh, or more the, uh, the the year after that. And and Daryl, glad to hear that you're joined up with the Free State Project, and appreciate the call and the information tonight. Thanks for the call. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Michelle, is there anything else that we need to know about what's going on in uh, Guatemala? It's, it sounds like a confusing situation. You've got the Marines have been brought in to fight this, uh, the so-called Zetas, this drug gang. But at the same time, the president of the country is talking about doing drug decriminalization. Correct. So, so I it's don't not get for, it. It's not for drugs that they're going after this gang. It's for violence, isn't it? I mean, that's the impression I got, that America, world police, we're going to come in and stop these criminals. Right. But the pro- not- some of the problems, though, with that is that um, the, the enemy is largely indistinguishable from the civilian population. Sure. Oh, geez. You know? Drug dealers don't wear uniforms. Right. Exactly. Well, sort of. And so, you know, when are you supposed to, as a military personnel, when are you supposed to engage combat against a civilian well, if somebody's shooting at them, then they have the permission to engage, right? If someone's shooting at them, but, uh, okay, so so has Congress declared war? Not that I buy into the whole no. Congress has declared if war, they, blah, if blah, If they've blah. declared war, then they could go in and shoot. Right. On, so they now, could shoot first if so war was declared. So now they can just do this on self-defense, but... That's what they'll claim. Right, Obama sent these 200 additional Marines down to assist with the others that started in January... With the- so how many Marines are in there now? So you've got 200 that just went down to join others that were already there? Yeah, it doesn't say. So hundreds more, presumably? I guess so, yeah. There are no rules. They can just do whatever they want. They yep. can deploy you know, any number of people to any part of the world to point guns at regular people. And uh, they can d- get some drugs, too, because you know once they take out the drug gang, the drugs will still be there, and so they'll be able to get some drugs and send them to their buddies in the Secret Service so they can have some cocaine with their hookers that they like to have, <laughs> uh, right. as we've learned recently from news articles. Shocking. Uh, hour number three is on the way here. You can, of course, take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. one 450 free News coming up about websites that have been seized for 17 months. What's happening with them? We'll tell you. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, 
the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. What was that? 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Derek J. And, of course, uh, you can dial in the toll-free number again, 855-450-FREE. Join us online as well at freetalklive.com, where you can actually control the content of the website. What you find online at freetalklive.com, those numbered items going down the front page, those are all created by listeners just like you. You can cast your vote on what you like and dislike, and the most voted up, We'll make it to the front page and the top of the website. When you go to freetalklive.com, one of the first things you should do, if you don't have anything to submit to the site, is to vote on what's already there. Now, you can vote on what's on the front page, but that doesn't really affect much because they're already on the front page. What's most important is to go to the Upcoming Stories page. So when you go to freetalklive.com, just click Upcoming Stories. It's right near the top of the page. And then you can vote on everything that's fresh on the website. So whatever other listeners have submitted to the site, you can cast your vote on whether you like it or dislike. And the most liked will get promoted to the front page and perhaps the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive as we will, of course, take your phone calls about anything. Uh, in other news, we've been talking about uh, the drug war, but there's another war going on. It's the war on information. And this one is from computerworld.com.au, the Australian version of it. The U.S. Department of Justice has dropped its case against two Spanish websites that stream sports events nearly 17 months after Immigration and Customs Enforcement seized the sites and shut them down for alleged copyright violations. What does that mean, seized the sites? Does that mean they took their servers away? Did you? I guess you didn't hear about this when it went down. There were several websites, not just these two sites, but a bunch of sites, uh, many of them involved in selling what were alleged to be counterfeit products. So, for instance... Uh, like That happened the first time, though, two years ago, right? It was when they first... Uh, shut down a bunch of domains. I guess, yeah. So they, it gave an alternative reason to what they actually wanted. They they were saying that, oh, these websites were selling something that they shouldn't be. Well, and- in this case, they were saying they were streaming games that they shouldn't have been. If you've ever worked in the television or radio business, you know how restrictive the sports contracts are. So let me give you an example. Uh, in radio, like we're a nighttime show on the East Coast. West Coast, we're more like afternoon drive, free talk live, but we're live from 7 to 10 at night Eastern time. And on a lot of our AM radio stations and some of our FM stations, they have sports at night because that's when sports teams tend to play is the evenings. You know, they wait till people get off work and they have their games at around 7 o'clock. Uh-huh. Uh, so a lot of baseball games play at 7 o'clock. Well, uh, that means we get preempted because they sell airtime for these uh, sports games and you know they're good money makers for the radio stations. And so they'll take Free Talk Live off and they put these baseball games on. But the contracts that the stations have to sign in order to get 
the uh, the deal of having these games are very very restrictive. So most stations are unable to stream the games. Why this is, I don't understand. I think it has something to do with the baseball team wanting to make it so people can't hear the games for some reason online that you have to listen on the radio. Or hope, maybe they think that you'll come into the, the stadium. Maybe they think it's a way to, to sell more tickets. But- or do Time Warner or Comcast or whatever have deals where they're um they've purchased their rights to show the game and therefore think maybe. that they own or maybe that. it's they want you to stream it through their website maybe yeah. major league baseball offers the streaming on their site and they want you to stream it through their site so right. they can get the advertising revenue i don't know what their motivation is but i know that the stations that are are usually uh paying as i understand it to carry these games cannot stream it so they're very, very restrictive in what is allowed to be streamed. What's so therefore, the difference between okay, so if they pay to play these games, what's streaming? Why is that different from just playing? It's it? ridiculous. I don't understand it. Why is it? Why are they not allowed to put it on their stream, but they are allowed to you put it on the air? I, I've never understood it myself. Maybe what? you know more and you can explain it to me at eight five five four fifty free. But I'm giving you that as an example to show you how right, like right. ironclad these these uh, contracts are with the Major League Baseball and NFL and these these people. I mean, if you ever watched an NFL game, and I'm not even a sports guy, but these are just things that I've picked up here and there. Being you know at somebody's house while a game is on or something, you look at the end of a, a National Football League game, and there's a threat that comes at the very end of the game, telling you you can't record the game and play it back. Huh. This yeah. happens on regular TVs? Yeah. I've been so far removed from TV. I don't have a TV for years. So, wait, wait this, is, this actually happens? You, it it is, comes up on the screen. Tells it you is you illegal, can't. as I understand it, for you to record a football game and play it back for your buddies. No. How is that different, though, than TiVo? I think that's illegal. Really? Or at Maybe least a, TiVo a, won't let you do it. I don't know. I, I'd have never used a TiVo, so I don't. I don't have this cable television, like, so right. I don't know why home VCRs were invented. Right? Like, isn't this what people used these things sure. for to record sports games and, and watch them with friends? I mean, right. and it's never enforced, right? Because no one's going to know if you record a game and watch it with your friends. No one's going to find out about that. However, these websites were taking streams from, say, Major League Baseball or mm-hmm. whatever. And or whatever you know, Euro sports, soccer, uh, football, uh, and they, <laughs> football. Yeah, and uh, and they were restreaming it online to make it so more people could see it. Okay, so and they were how providing entertainment. More fans, right? Yeah, who are going to buy T-shirts, buy, buy the, hats, right? Which is what some of the other uh, sites were that were shut down by ICE, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, because they also. Uh, do investigations of so-called counterfeit products. So some, you know, these teams want to sell their hats at thirty dollars or fifty dollars a hat or a jersey 50. at seventy dollars <laughs> exactly. or whatever they charge for these things. And so some Chinese manufacturers are stepping into that market, saying, "Well, pff, we know what it costs to make these jerseys," and they make the jersey and they sell it for ten. And you know, right. they still make good amount of money, and the, the sports teams get all upset because they've still got the, you know, the, the jerseys have their logo on them. And uh, so ICE has been shutting down those websites. So they shut down websites with alleged copyrighted uh, items on them. They've shut down websites with retransmissions of uh, copyrighted materials. And now, 17 months later, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, the case has been dropped. So, See? System works. Right. Great. Now these people have been exonerated. Okay, here you go. You can have your website back 17 months later. Can you imagine... 
how decimated this show would be. The loss if, of revenue right. and your loss of fan base, it'd just be done. Right. Who's going to check back 17 months later? I mean, look, if our site goes down, it's it, it frustrates the hell out of me if it's just for two hours, let alone 24 hours, let alone a week, a month, a year, 17 months. It's over. And it would be so over. For it totally website. would be. And so what did they do? I mean, are they going to get some kind of restitution from the, uh, the government? I doubt it. Let's go on with the story from computerworld.com.au. In a one-page brief to the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, U.S. Attorney Peter Bahara of the district said his office had dropped the case against RojaDirecta.com and RojaDirecta.org. ICE seized the two sites on January 31st of 2011, and the Department of Justice asked the court to order that Puerto 80 Projects, the owner of the sites, forfeit the sites to the U.S. government. Oh, okay. So I guess they don't even get the, uh, the sites back. So we're going to drop the case, uh, but you don't even get to have your sites back. Judge Paul Crotty agreed on Wednesday to dismiss the case, oh, excuse me, and return uh, the websites to Puerto 80. So the judge gave them their websites back. Bahara's office offered little explanation for the dismissal, although Puerto 80 had fought the forfeiture as a result of certain recent judicial authority involving issues germane to the case. And in light of the particular circumstances, the government now seeks to dismiss its amended forfeiture complaint. The decision to seek dismissal of this case will best promote judicial economy and serve the interests of justice. This is their excuse, their very wordy legal excuse for why they did what they did. You know, this really endears me to the government. I'm just so thankful that all those entertainment seekers had to go and, and find out how the game turned out by buying a newspaper rather than watching the stream. That really makes for a better world for me and for the rest of society. So I'm really glad the government stepped in and made me pay for all this. Early, total nonsense. Earlier this month, Puerto 80 fi- uh, filed a court briefing pointing to an August 2nd ruling by Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals in the U.S., which said linking to streaming videos hosted elsewhere on the Internet did not encourage or assist copyright infringement. So they're saying they weren't even re, uh, restreaming it. They were just linking to it. Puerto 80 also argued that a Spanish court had found the websites to be legal. A lawyer for the company wasn't immediately available, and nor was a representative of ICE. The Roja directed seizures, along with the year-long seizure of music site DeJaz1.com, show the problems with ICE's copyright seizure methods. Well, yeah. The problem is they do whatever the hell they want to, destroy somebody's business, and then later on drop the charges. Oh, well, I guess we're just not going to prosecute this. Here you go. Have your stuff back. It's freetalklive.com. There's more coming up. What are your thoughts? You can share anything. Do you like action and adventure? Do you like suspense? Do you like being scared? Are you tired of the same old crap from your fantasy and horror authors? Then try something original. Give Matthew Bellotti's books a read. As a special promotion to introduce you to his work, all his ebooks will be free to download at mwb.freetalklive.com September 5th and 6th. All five of his books, free, no strings attached. It's Matthew Wayne Bellotti, the best fantasy horror author you've never heard of. mwb.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're going to talk about sex. We are going to talk about porn, actually, which isn't really sex, the but kind of is. It's for porn. We'll get to that. Uh, stand by. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here because uh, we are talking about crackdowns on freedom on the internet, uh, specifically these websites being taken offline by the Department of Justice. Yes. 
And then 17 months later, the Department of Justice just, yeah, we're just not going to prosecute this. We'll just drop the charges. Here you go. Have your website back. Now it's 17 months later now that you've lost in your entire audience and whatever business you had going for yourself. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. You're welcome to comment on that or bring up anything that you want here on Free Talk Live. Also, I want to invite you to freestateproject.org. The reason why the three of us have the pleasure of knowing each other is because of the Free State Project, and it's so great. Uh, and there are all these new people coming here all the time. Uh, we were just telling you about a new mover. Michelle, you hadn't even met him yet. I mean, there's so many Correct. new people that you can't even know who everybody is. There's over 1,000 people here now in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over 12,500 people have signed up and pledged to make the move here at some point within the next several years, hopefully. It's a big deal. It's a great idea. It's a it's an idea that makes sense. And not only is it a good idea, but it's real. Like it's happening. It's it's more than just somebody talking about doing something. There are people doing things, and more of them are getting together to do those things. The uh, the cop blockers here in Keene are going out to hit the streets again tonight, as we did last week, and Yay. it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had about eight or nine people with two way radios communicating back and forth, chasing around the cops all around town, and making sure they were behaving and not hurting any. Uh, uh, or trying, you know, trying to prevent them from hurting as as uh, many people as possible. It's getting serious and professional now. That cop blocking, by the way. So if you listeners are are a fan of uh, you know watching the police and keeping them accountable, you can watch for some of the video that's going to be created tonight at libertyontour.com. dot com. There I'll was so much video later. last week. I don't know if I, I mean, how are you going to even have time to edit all that? There's well, so I've much been putting it. it up raw. Oh, that's, okay, okay. So all of it's going up raw. You get Straight to see up. what's really happening. Okay, yeah, you get to be there. It's it's good stuff, and uh, so we're going to do that tonight. But anyway, that was just one example of one of the many things going on. There's political action happening. Michelle, you and I were talking about that last night. Michelle's getting ready to jump into the political. Uh, <laughs> oh, easy, uh, Tiger! What? Don't you She's talking dare. about running for political oh, office out so of here. I did not say that. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you said that. You said, "Why don't wow. you?" I'm like, "Yeah." I don't think I don't think they'd let me. And you said, "Sure, they would." We yeah, don't but you were supporting the political scene, though. I am. De- I yeah. said in the in the system within the system, yeah. not necessarily getting involved in politics, but definitely going to those town hall meetings right. and being. Oh, a- politics, please. honey. Yes. Why would you do that? Why do you think you were going to influence people there? Am I being naive? I don't think anything's going to change. Something, yeah, okay, something right. that I, something that I notice having... I do have magic powers. <laughs> lots and lots of them. All right, so you get to go to these I mean, town hall meetings and influence people, but Well, I think what? I think it's important to expand your circle and not just be preaching the choir all the time. Okay. You yeah, know, and you know. I noticed that, you know, I spent a lot of time in Florida this last year and then was out in California, and that really gave me some good perspective because I got to talk to people in California that I've known for 20 years. And some 30 years. And then in Florida, they were all, you know, people I'd never met before. Is it harder to sell the message in that way? I've always been a libertarian, so they've always known that about Uh me. And so over, you know, the course of, of, you know, our friendships and everything, um, I definitely have, have been influential on them. Most of my friends were, you know, what you would call conservative republicans okay so you know? you're not throwing your hat in the ring you're just going to town council meetings is that what you're saying i'm suggesting you're that people be- if, if they're going to come to new hampshire specifically and that what you want to do is be part of the liberty movement although i was you know adamant that agorism and civil disobedience were going to be the way to liberate us from the state i think i think true. that the state has encroached upon people's lives at such a a uh, rapid pace and what I saw in California was it's illegal to smoke in the city of Del Mar. Huh? 
You can smoke, smoke at your cigarettes? house. Yeah, you can smoke at your house. And you can probably smoke weed outside, too. <laughs> you it's, can't smoke depends. cigarettes. Exactly. So, what? Yes. Oh, geez. So there can you these... smoke at your house if it's a duplex or in an apartment building? Yeah, or not, what about a pipe? That doesn't have cigarettes. Well, the butts, reason I so. ask is some uh, there's some places in California where you cannot right. smoke in any sort of connected house. So right. if your house is connected oh, to another not, house. It's not, right, it has to be detached, single home. So um, so these cops, though, that I did a little cop blocking, by the way, on the beach. <laughs> when I was, yeah, they were, um, this man was about to get fined because he, you know, you wrap your towel around your waist and you... You know, shimmy out of your yeah, yeah. Everyone's done that. We've all changed. (laughs) Yeah, right. We've we've made that. I usually just take it all off and be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, look, we're not going to your kind of beaches. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this guy was doing this. Yeah, and and he and and some sack. You know, someone got a peep of like whatever's ball. So anyway, yeah, and some you know parents freaked out. So three cops had to come in a park. Yeah, and a park ranger. It's like. Ah! You came, you dribbled out of one of those. But anyway, um, sorry, that was gross, but <laughs> oh whatever. <my laughs> whatever. I mean, let's keep it real. So, <laughs> uh, bittersweet. Anyway, oh my gosh, Moving she's on, on. her wall. Okay, let's go. So anyway, so I talked to these police officers. Oh, stop being so coy. Remove your hand from your I mouth. Like you're so, I'm dying. I'm so embarrassed. And I spoke to the cops and they said that they get faxes every day and with the new ordinances and the new rules that they have to uphold and they were frustrated themselves the police were yeah and 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 i and i was Don't very they have I was discretion polite. did you remind them that they have discretion they, they didn't end up uh, giving the man a ticket well thank goodness right. what would the ticket be for public indecency oh, or geez. you know exposure, exposure or whatever exposure. yeah Pro- prove it prove it well i mean what do they have to prove that in court well, that it really happened goodness, call they the didn't. witnesses i mean these these no, parents but the, they but the freaked thing out is, yeah but what's the reason the parents freaked out right because they they didn't want to see this at the beach but by freaking because out because there wasn't more a television to for their children to be watching or a mm. video game for their children to be watching and they actually had to spend an hour attending to their own children at the beach and they didn't know what to do and they, they didn't know how to handle anything. Well, right. I mean, if something happens, you have to call the police to uh, to parent your children, apparently, because you can't explain things to them. Well, see, that man has a penis, and uh, attached to his penis, there's a scrotum, and everybody has one who's a who's a male. Uh, you couldn't just tell your your kids what that is. You know, it's not like he was touching himself. Uh, you know, furtively uh, pleasuring himself in front of the children. He was just changing right. his clothes. But Faisal, you know, when he was in first grade, I, I've mentioned this before. He got suspended from school for saying penis and vagina because the teacher oh, had said what? during wow. spor- story time, asked this young girl Cassidy when the stork was bringing her mom's a, mom a baby because she was pregnant, and Faisal said, and he talked because he had these big lips. He said. Storks don't bring babies. The dad puts his penis in the mom's vagina, wow. and there's a seed and an egg. And sometimes they, sometimes they get together, and, and that's how what old? makes it a smart little boy. He was six. Oh wow! Yeah, and um. So you didn't tell him some BS story about storks, then? No, you gave him the, the, no, the truth. because and and so what I said to the principal when he said, I said, what would you have had him call it? A dingling and a woo woo? Yeah. I said, maybe if you were teaching proper, if you're going to, you know, bring sex ed in, yeah, if you're going to use proper facility? vernacular, then when they're in fifth grade, like my daughter was in fifth grade, you wouldn't be having to explain to her how to put a, you know, condom over a cucumber, you know, as a, as a, because they can't like make, make a, even a model penis. They have to, you know, show something else because whatever. And 
You know, so yeah, I don't know how we got on sex. But it's, anyway. well, no, we were totally going to talk about sex here because of Let's talk uh, about the sex, porn baby. situation where there's apparently a crackdown that could be possible. Uh, online porn. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And actually, we were talking about the Free State Project. Freestateproject.org oh, yeah. to learn more about that. <laughs> more coming up. Hello, my friends. This is Tim Cummins. I was just reminded about you and thinking about how awesome you are. And it's just incredible that whenever I hang around you, I just feel good now. And I'm reminded about how every day and every way you're getting better and better. And I think about how VerbalSurgery.com changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at VerbalSurgery.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll free number for you 855 450 free. 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website where we have listening options available. Live streams available to you around the clock. Whenever you tune in, you'll hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live at all times. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. And, of course, it's a completely free service. We actually have three different size streams, too. We've got the broadband, for those of you with big internet connections, and the mid-band and the narrow band, for those of you with not so uh, fast news. Because some people are still on dial-up, believe it or not. Uh, so, you look shocked, Derek. I can't believe that's yeah. true. It's true. No way. It's true. Uh, way out in the woods. You know, they don't have the broadbands out there yet. So you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned into our streams. Also, learn about our over 100 great radio stations that air the show at various different times throughout the week uh, on AM and FM across the country. The satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard seven nights a week. Plus, our free-to-air KU band channel is available as well as our uh, webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. According to the Huffington Post, Kathleen Miles, last week Republicans were warned not to isolate women voters. This week they're being warned not to anger porn-watching voters, especially because Republicans reportedly watch more porn than Democrats. What? Eight of the top ten porn-watching states voted Republican in the last presidential election, according to Harvard researcher Ben Edelman. The stat was quoted by Stephen Hirsch, who's co-chairman of one of the largest porn franchises, Vivid Entertainment, as he warned the GOP Thursday to back off. Why? Well, this week in Tampa, at their convention, Republicans added to their platform a call for more vigorous enforcement of pornography and obscenity laws. As you may recall, Michelle. Well, it's interesting because when I moved to uh, Alabama, my kids and I were struck by how many churches there were, as well as how many um, porn, toy, and adult really? superstores. One complements the other, really. Yeah, it so, figures. Yeah, and it was yeah. So so those who appear to be the most conservative are also kind of the most, the most freaky perverted yeah yeah I i'm very conservative <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about asphyxiation before <laughs> oh my god okay let's keep this in context i do Please. wonder how many of those sex 
toy shop things are close to the churches and have their products make their way into the churches? Because I know that well, they're got... kind of like on the highway, you know, where you'd have an overpass or something so that you're, they're easy to get to. Mm-hmm. And um, I never went into one because I don't know. I've never. It's I only saw porn for the first time very recently, like two months ago. Actually. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I'd seen a I'd seen a Playboy a Playgirl. No, really, I'd seen yeah. a Playboy or Playgirl, but I don't know that that's porn. Is that porn? Yeah, that counts. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I I'd seen pictures of that, but um, it I'd, depends. Uh, you know, you could make the argument that a naked body is not pornographic. Okay, I had she never wasn't watched. Looking at I had never seen another man's penis enter another woman's badge. What? So I also found out something on my trip. I'm like one of only a handful of people I know my age that I've you know that is not that single that hasn't had group sex. Like it's supposedly common to have had to have had sex with more than one person at the same time. Yeah, right? that sounds very uninteresting to me personally. Yeah, I have no interest in it yeah. either. But so I kind of wonder if it goes hand in hand with like this surge in porn and, mm. you know, kind of whatever and as we are told that we have to, you know, not have kissing or or you know, no tongue on uh, in movies. You can see someone's head blown up like by the time you're 18 years no old. No kissing in yeah, movies? Well, no, just well, like, like, you know, you don't want to see the tongue kissing, yeah. like, getting into the thing mm. where you're like, you know, biting someone's neck going is you this know, what the Republicans are trying to get uh, strict on? Is this what they, they're trying to monitor, you know, pornography laws? It sounds like some excuse for a bunch of politicians to watch a bunch of porn to me. You know, sounds that's, like. That's oh my gosh, a bunch of like, men are going to sit we, around. We have to make sure this isn't bad. We're going to make sure, we're going to check <laughs> all the porn. They actually do have an FBI division that was oh dedicated gosh. to this during the Bush administration. I think they're no, vomit. This is look, I, look, I want to make something clear. You know, I don't think that this is necessarily as much as a Republican Democrat thing, but there were, there, like, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not favoring Democrats. We're just pointing out that Republicans are more likely to make this a campaign issue, they're more likely to crack down on this. During the Bush administration, they did go after a handful of porn uh, producers. One of them was a guy by the name of Max Hardcore. And if you've ever seen uh, this guy's work, it's sick stuff. No doubt about it. Like, stuff we can't even describe involving bodily fluids and that sort of thing. Yeah, we don't need to get any more detail than that. But it's gross. No doubt about it. But the girls that are in this this video and the guys that are in the video consented. They weren't forced at the you know the point of a gun to uh, to act in these videos. Everyone Which consented. consent in that situation. Let me I, I equate it with consent in joining the military. If things, if the government got out of the way of things, you'd have nice, clean places like the Bunny Ranch, mm-hmm. you know. And let's say, let's say that I am a woman who I've been. You know, I've been married for 30 years and or 40 years or whatever, and I'm dying or or for whatever reason, I'm going through menopause and I just I, I just can't have sex. I don't know what happened to me, but I just don't have sex anymore. I don't I don't. I'm, and I'm trying and I'm taking hormones and I'm exercising and I'm really trying. But and I your just husband's really, frustrated. Poor thing. And he's frustrated. Um, I would be inclined to say. Honey, go to the bunny ranch. All those girls mm-hmm. are clean. All they've all been checked out. They all have right. their things and whatever. You're not they're professionals. You're not gonna go have a relationship with them. They don't right. want a relationship with you. Right, exactly. As opposed to, you know, what, go have sex with your secretary who you whose perfume you get to smell every day and like and whatever. I mean I would have yeah. I would prefer like the to no hire strings out. Yeah, the <laughs> Personally, yeah. I you know. 
But anyway, so so that's me. But then the you know, the so the government's involved and now we're going to, you know, keep it in the closet because what people don't have sex. Well, yeah. What sort of things do they want to keep in the closet here? Like what are the pornography laws that they, they want to strictly enforce? They are uh, called obscenity laws and the definition of obscenity anywhere you look it up in politics or in, in legalese is always very nebulous. It's, it's always like, like, we know when we see it. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, it, the definition of obscenity on the radio is something like, uh, you know, the, according to contemporary community standards, whether it is offensive uh, to the community or whatever. There's just some ridiculous uh, nebulous definition that uh, can can fit anything. So as long as somebody's offended by it, it can be considered uh, obscene. So they went after this Max Hardcore they, a guy. They went after a couple other guys as well. And they got convictions. He went to prison for making movies, for making... For entertainment. To, right, for making totally consensual, sick, but consensual uh, pornography. Who's the victim? That No one. No, no, Who, the, yeah, the but actors, they have to allege that there's some victim, no. right? The society, community. I guess the community is the claim or the state or whatever, but, uh, you know. So the government will allow for a, an 18-year-old to be exposed to 200,000 acts of violence through television right. and video games and movies, but you can't show... A penis entering a vagina. Can't anything. show love. Well, you can still show that, but uh, you know th- they're going to make. I was it talking worse. about like just regular R, you know. Movies. Oh, you mean on television? Yeah, and this exactly. Right, right, right. I'm like, so the idea of this puritanism is very one sided. It's like yes. you know, don't show them screwing, but go ahead and show them like slitting someone's throat. Yeah, I think it's those darn Sick. puritans. Yeah. It's, it is part of this culture here because I know when I travel to Europe and things, I'll see naked people on TV, and it's no big deal. You know, they incorporate it into a lot of advertisements and commercials, and they think. It's funny. There are, you know, nude beaches and these things. But that stuff never happens in the U.S. And the U.S. is the one with this big military force with all this might going around the world, starting wars every other day. And and all this stuff is just a reflection of what is coming through the tubes. What's on what's on the TV? Is it love or is it acts of violence? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really strange that uh, the... Republicans are looking to take this opportunity to, well, the, pr- to prevent more love from being on the screen. Their new language in their platform replaces previous platform wording, which only opposed child pornography. The wording now reads, quote, current laws on all forms of pornography and obscenity need to be vigorously enforced. Unquote. They noted that uh, current federal obscenity laws not only prohibit distribution of hardcore porn on the internet, but also on hotel slash motel television and cable te- uh, cable and satellite TV and in retail shops. So basically, there's laws that aren't being enforced that could be, and that could really put porn producers behind bars even more so than already happened during the Bush administration. More coming. And by the way, Barack Obama didn't pardon these guys or anything like that, so he's not their friend. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that we give to you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? 
you can promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a free bumper sticker there. The instructions are there as to how you can do that. Uh, we also will uh, offer to you web banners, graphics, high-res graphics you can utilize to create. I don't know, if you want to make your own T-shirt, you can do that or do whatever you want with our graphics. Go for it. Have a, have a creative field day with them. Uh, it's all over there. Promote.freetalklive.com. Dot com And we can come back to the porn topic here if uh, we get a chance, but you want to get on with your thoughts. Barry is on the line listening in Idaho to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Barry. Barry in Idaho going once. Barry in Idaho going twice. Maybe our board operator is asleep at the wheel. I'm going to put him on hold just in case there's a technical difficulty going on back there. We'll try in the meantime. Daryl listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian, uh, and hello, Michelle and Derek. Hey. Uh, last night, you guys began talking about the National Motorist Association's $10,000 ticket camera challenge. And, yes. And uh, you never actually finished reading the article on this. Uh, you got sidetracked with other things, and that's completely understandable. But this is something that I find very interesting and uh, wanted to just make sure that everybody heard about. So this challenge is where the National Motorist Association is offering $10,000 to any municipality that is willing to have traffic experts come in and look at an intersection and change the the kind of the, the setup of the intersection uh, without having their red light cameras because they have, they have to have the red light cameras. Uh, to qualify for this, and they, the traffic safety folks are saying here that they can just make some tweaks to an intersection and lower the amount of uh, accidents and such by 50%, right? Yes, and uh, specifically, it says, here's the challenge. Show us any camera-equipped intersection that still has high numbers of straight-through red light violations, and we guarantee a minimum 50% reduction in those red light violations through the application of engineering solutions. And then they basically wagered $10,000 to any municipality that accepts their offer. Meaning if they can't reduce it by 50%, they'll pay out $10,000? They will pay $10,000 to be used on any traffic safety program or project that the city chooses. Engineering solution sounds pretty complex, Daryl, but I, I have a feeling a lot of it is just moving the amount of time that the yellow light is b- being displayed to a longer time period. Because I know a lot of towns, when they install these red light cameras, shorten the time that the yellow light is displayed mm-hmm. so that people right. are breaking the law more often and that these uh, police just get to sit back and collect checks. Isn't that right? So do you think that one of the tactics is just slowing down the, the yellow light? Uh, I, I'm almost positive that one of the engineering uh, solutions that they have is to extend the yellow light to roughly five seconds. It's, I think most places that have the red light cameras, the yellow light's down to like two seconds. And I, I've actually sat at intersections and counted how long lights are yellow just because I'm a nerd and I get bored. <laughs> so I, I have actually like clocked yellow lights in different locations and places where I usually just smile and wave to people as I buzz that light. <laughs> so now the if they uh, if they do successfully reduce the amount of uh run-throughs by 50% or more then what? 
if they are successful, like they say they will be, then any municipality that takes them up on the challenge must remove every red light camera system and implement their engineering uh, solutions at all intersections that have the red light camera. Makes sense to me. Right. Well, that's why they're never going to, I mean, no, probably hardly any municipalities are going to go for this because they all know it's really about revenue and it's not about safety. Right. And this is a great way for them to be called out for, say, a local activist to go to their city council meeting and say, hey, look, here's $10,000 on the table. How would you guys like to actually increase safety and get $10,000? Because if it's all about safety, you should take them up on this offer, but they won't take them up on it because it's not about safety. And uh, Daryl, anything else you want to share? No, that's it. All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate the call Thanks. tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So back to porn. Uh, the Republican platform has been modified at the Republican conventions. One of the things that happens at political conventions is they uh, they tweak their platforms, which is a really grueling and awful process. I don't know if anyone's ever been through something like that. I've I've been through it at the Libertarian Party conventions, and it's like, People voting on adding the word and or 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 semicolon. (laughs) Should we put a comma here? Yeah, it's brutal. (laughs) And it goes on for hours and hours and hours. And so one of those changes was they're calling for a more vigorous enforcement of existing pornography and obscenity laws. Uh, Stephen Hirsch, who's the co-chairman of one of the largest porn franchises, Vivid Entertainment, warned the GOP to back off. He says that – let's see. He says it's pretty much everywhere – uh, that you can get it, this porn, that is. However, enforcement is lax on the laws because it's hard to determine which porn qualifies as obscene, and the porn industry has usually won such battles in court, according to Hirsch. Uh, the big-time producer wrote on his website that Republicans need to catch up with what's happening in America and the world today. Books like Fifty Shades of Grey, dozens of popular cable TV shows, and the web have made the public more comfortable with portrayals of sex than they ever have been before. He says, sex is everywhere. Which is exactly what Patrick Truman, president of the conservative organization Morality in Media, is afraid of. He says it's the Viagra problem for guys in their 20s, he tells Huffington Post. He claims young men are now spending 10 to 12 years looking at porn on the internet and masturbating to it. So when they are getting married, they are dysfunctional sexually because their brain maps are changed. What? I agree. Uh, What are you talking about? Yes, it is. Okay, so what's this brain map? When did you map someone's brain? Now and and now has changed. Okay, what? How, how can I say this delicately? All right. So way way back in the day, you know, there was the you you know first base, and then you go to second base, and then it's like okay, so you know, just hand over the bra, then hand in the bra, then caress the nipples, <laughs> then mouth on boob, then mouth you can't on get nipples, too then descriptive, you know, uh, Michelle about. Yeah, those sorts of things. Okay. We can so, talk in terms of bases, though. So, yeah, right. I don't get that. So, so the thing is, though, is like you go a little further and then you go a little further. You never go back to then just only going to first base. So, you know, when you go and you, you watch porn or you do whatever, yeah, I think that those visual, um, visual uh, images definitely have an impact on your brain, just like seeing people blown up has an impact on your brain. Now, for me, 
I think I mean I think that everyone though has to make individual choices. I don't I'm not interested in porn. How I'm interested in doing my own. <laughs> I mean like I yeah, like people have imaginations. Who's to say that one a person's own imagination wouldn't remap his own brain? Sure, it does. It, it does. It's, well, then not what's saying the you don't... difference between one's imagination and watching porn? I'm not porn. saying oh, no no, I'm not saying that that, that there's anything wrong with um, I think that there's something wrong with the government imposing trying to impose morality I'm simply saying as I have said so many times all things are permissible permissible but not all things are beneficial for me I am permitted to watch porn if I so choose it is just not beneficial for me so I choose to exercise self-government and not watch it so guess what I don't go to the sites but you said you just watched porn for the first time two months ago yeah, that was so. This so, is all about so, to change. What was the circumstance? A friend of mine um, asked. I was going out to California, and uh-huh. he's someone that I went to college with. and And I said, "Okay, well, let's go do something fun, and you know, whatever." And I'm thinking Uh-oh. we're going to go jump off a bridge because we would do those kinds of things, or <laughs> you know, crazy. ride motorcycles. Well, that's what I'm talking Hello. about. <laughs> ride motorcycles, go to a track, and ride motorcycles really fast instead- or something. Well, he's like, "Well, you know, there's this thing at the uh, San Francisco Armory," and mm. I'm going, "What? We're going to go shooting? A porn shoot?" There have yeah. Uh, so you saw porn he, in real life? No, no, no. I didn't end. Up, no, I didn't end up going. Oh, okay. But he sent me a link to it, and I didn't know it was uh, called Public Disgrace. And I'm thinking, I'm going, oh, Public Disgrace. Oh my gosh, this is going to be this funny. Is not nice people porn. are. No, they, this is this not is, nice. Porn. These are people that are. I have. Hey, I, I didn't we've got to get Barry in here. Still. He's actually there now. I think Barry in Idaho. Uh, you've got the last <laughs> thoughts on I'm the naive. show here tonight. Hey. Uh, yeah, I was listening to you on XM, and so I'm. Uh, I was told I'm a little bit. Uh, you know, off of what you're uh, you are, but you've got like time. 20 seconds, Barry. So about, uh, go the, quick. The guy who was given a pretty stiff sentence there, in your opinion, for the uh, stealing the candy bar. Yes, sir. Go. You got to go now. You've got like 10 seconds. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. We are apparently having phone difficulties. Uh, I'm going to put Barry on hold and ask the board operator to pick up and tell him we are sorry. There's some sort of phone problem. I really wanted to hear. Because I was talking about nipples. His opinions. <laughs> Maybe Barry can call tomorrow at the beginning of the show. I would love to hear what his opinions were. So call us at 7 o'clock Eastern Time tomorrow, Barry, and we'll take you right out the gate. Uh, it's been Ian here with you. Michelle. And Derek J. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out.